Hi, this is Jamie Court, and we're here with the Rage for Justice Report, Consumer Watchdog's weekly podcast where we expose, confront, change. I'm the president of Consumer Watchdog, and with me is Mike Maddock, our Sacramento counsel, uh, our, our uh, lobbyist extraordinaire. Hey, Mike. <laughs> hey, Jamie. Good to be here. Thank you. And Mike is also smack dam in the middle of the fire zone uh, in Sacramento. And so he's been experiencing the wildfires, which is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, how California is going to deal with its wildfire situation, both in terms of uh, trying to prevent them and trying to um, recoup from the damage that they cause, because they're causing a lot of damage uh, to homes and into the insurance market. So, Mike, um, why don't you tell us a little about where you are in the fire uh, zone yourself, what it's been like the last uh a uh, couple of weeks just to set the stage. Yeah, last couple uh, months almost, but li- last couple of weeks in particular where you know, you're know you on uh, notices to be evacuated. And it, depending on which way the winds are blowing that day or how fast the fire is moving, uh, you're going to be having to you know get your go bag and, and, and get out, get out of town. Uh, air's thick, uh, smoke's just hanging there. I, I live up above uh, Folsom Lake and uh, not too far from it. And there were days and and the weeks uh, where you couldn't even see the lake uh, a couple hundred yards in front of you. That's how bad it is where, you know, <laughs> walking around without a mask wasn't an option. So we were, we're wearing the masks. We we're trying to conduct life. And uh, it's a little it's a little hectic, especially when pg and is doing rolling blackouts uh, for no apparent reason from time to time. Uh, that was kind of a cluster. And so, you know, it's it's, it's this uh, with children that are home from school and, you know, the homeschooling now or the, you know, the the remote schooling that they're going through. Two of my three are still uh, still in high school. So they're doing that. Uh, all I can say is, fortunately, they're not little kids. Right. And that would be an abject nightmare. So it's a it is a daily, you know, what's happening today where you're focusing on things like do we have power? Uh, do we have to uh, get out of town? Um, and uh, how how are, how are we going to breathe? You know. And are you, you worried know. about your house? I mean, you t- you always talk about being in a fire wise community. How safe is your house? And what have you done to prepare for the fires? Well, that's an excellent question. I mean, the firewise communities are absolutely uh, incredible. What it is is a it's a national program uh, that has been going on uh, for for a decade or so, where. Uh, you're working with your your local uh, fire uh, entity, so your your local fire um, firehouse. Uh, it's a it's a completely um, uh, integrated from the U.S. Uh, DA Forest Service to Bureau of Indian Affairs, Land Management, Wildfire, so the federal, state forestry organizations, everybody vertically integrated to make your community firewise. So you're going to do things like. Uh, you get defensible space. You thin trees and brush. You use fire-resistant plants. You choose them instead of plants that aren't. Ignition-resistant materials are built uh, on your houses, on your roof. You use vents uh, that will make sure that the uh, flames don't jump or sparks uh, don't jump from a treetop into your house. And, uh, you know, you don't build near slopes. So it's a whole completely, you know, kind of holistic, vertically integrated approach to keeping everybody safe. And I think that's why in, in this area that uh, insurers will still write in a firewise community, some will, and uh, it keeps you safe and it allows you to still uh, have the own real estate in California in areas that are, are heavily wooded. Well, you hit right on why we're talking today, the insurance crisis uh, and the fact that insurance companies are trying not to renew people 
uh, in what we say are the, the, the most severe fire uh, risk areas. Uh, and also um, the uh, increasing rates that they're charging to people in those areas, even if they are renewing them. This is a crisis. And last year we, we fended off legislation that would have given the insurance companies the hand to raise rates at will on, on people in those communities. Um, this year, um, and, and, and we're going to probably in the coming year face another threat from the insurers and the legislature. But next Monday, this coming Monday, Commissioner Ricardo Lara is holding hearings on wildfire crisis and the insurance uh, crisis. And there are going to be a lot of people putting ideas on the table about what can be done to fix this crisis, because um, we know that um, insurance companies in the state can raise rates when they want to raise rates. They just have to submit their um, justification for raising rates. And many homeowners insurers have raised rates because there is a justification. But a lot of times those rates land hardest on the people in the uh, high fire risk areas. And they're also allowed to not renew people uh, if they want to not renew people. Uh, and, and that's been the problem. They've, 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 they've threatened to not renew people, even though they could get higher rates. So, Mike, what are some of the solutions that Consumer Watchdog is going to be putting on the table uh, at this hearing Monday for the insurance commissioner to adapt and, and things that the legislature can do? Well, some of the key areas, Jamie, are, are almost common sense. They are almost so obvious that anybody can figure out. And they're, they're, they're issues that have been talked about for, for a number of years with builders, real estate people, developers on how to, again, holistically approach this problem. The first thing we have to do is prevent insurers from uh, denying or just stopping of writing insurance. They don't, they just simply non-renew because it may be in a, a wildland uh, urban interface area, as they call them. Uh, for that is, and now those those areas are like Santa Rosa in Santa Monica. So it depends, it, it, it doesn't even depend anymore if you're sitting out in the middle of nowhere. But what you want is to be able to, if, an, if a, uh, a homeowner is going to take all that time to do what I talked about earlier, is we're gonna offer up, if somebody's gonna prepare defensible space, spend between $5,000 and $10,000 to trim trees and re, you know, defensible space and do stuff to their house and sprinkler systems, use the fire retardant materials that they should be given the opportunity to, to have a homeowner's insurance. They should issue mandatory insurance if somebody hardens their home. And, and to help def, you know, defer some of that cost, the state should probably provide uh, you know, grants, like a state like Alabama does for, for wind and hurricane stuff. Well, they'll say, we, we have a grant from the state for $10,000 for you guys to harden your home to, to these uh, windstorms that come up here. So we could do stuff like that, offer stuff like that, because look, the insurance industry knows that if these homes are properly uh, hardened and defensible, they're not going to just blow up like Tinder. What they say is, is that, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. It matters so much that, a, that an insurer like, say, Chubb, who insures those monster big houses out there, hires private firefighting companies. Now, those fire, pri private firefighting companies have fire retardant materials. They installed a kind of sprinkler delivery system. So if a wildfire is approaching and those folks have to evacuate, they hit that system and that those sprinklers spray out a foam that absolutely encases that house and, and surrounding areas. And the fire blows right over it. And afterwards they come out with a hose and wash it away, house is fine. So there are ways to do things. 
There are ways to take care of if things, and that's what we have to offer. If there's enough money, it's exactly. resource, you, resource allocation. Isn't that the deal, right? You know, if you have all the money, you can buy all the protection you want. And, well, but the insurance companies know that even like a, a an insurance company, there's only one that offers, they actually offer a 5% discount for somebody that's living in a Firewise community. Enough my insurer, and that's why I ended up in a Firewise community. Well, that, that's the thing. We, we, insurance companies uh, don't like to uh, insure people when there's risk, and they like to insure people when there's no risk and keep the money. And so that's what we're dealing with. Now, we, what we need, what you're advocating, Mike, is a statewide law, legislation that yes. says that if you harden your home, if you invest in FireWise community or if you invest in what it takes to harden your home, that the companies have to sell you a homeowner's insurance policy. Guarantee issue for homeowner's insurance if people harden their home. Uh, is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. It's fair. It's rational. It's a it's a basically a, a partnership with your insurance company. You you are involved, and it's what they always ask you to do, isn't it? Your insurance company asks you to take that personal initiative. And there was and, a bill towards that end this year that didn't even get a hearing. Uh, right. That this Assembly Insurance Committee Chair Tom Daly refused to give it a hearing. He pushed his own bill, which we defeated, that would have allowed insurance companies to raise rates at will. I think that battle is going to be on when we begin the session again this year, and 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 I think it's even more urgent than ever that we give people that break when they harden their homes. Um, now, what about the commissioner? The commissioner is going to have a hearing. Uh, he's got tools in his arsenal too short of a law that can be written to mandate that there's guaranteed coverage for people who are in their homes, what are a few things the insurance commissioner can do to make things better for people with the powers he has now? The elected insurance commissioner who has given those powers under Prop 103, the initiative uh, written 30, uh, 35, uh, 35 years ago? Yeah, yeah, well, 1988, I think. Um, I, I, you know, the, the insurance commissioner powers are vast, and and they're designed that way because you want to have the insurance commissioner able to uh, adjust and and deal with crisis and emergencies, uh, like much like the governor would have to do in his world. Uh, so the insurance commissioner can step in and do things, and he's tried. I mean, you know, the insurance commissioner has tried to say, all right, what we're going to do is have the fair plan. Uh, which is the insurer of last resort for the state of California. We want them to write a, a full insurance policy for people. And you just step in, Mike. The sure. fair point is if you are denied a, a renewal of homeowners insurance in your area, you are absolutely guaranteed to get the fair plan. Uh, but it, the costs are greater and it only covers fire, not other types of peril. So it's not a good deal. But that's how people can keep having insurance for their home for fires and keep having their mortgage companies uh, give them mortgages. That's the that's the last resort. Yes, and that is the last resort, and that's what for. But there is a way, like many others, like another state has done, for example, Florida, of turning that into something that, that, that they, the insurance commissioner wanted them to do more and to pick up the slack. Now, the insurance commissioner can also uh, ask the insurance industry to, to clarify uh, why, you know, explain to me why you're denying or non-renewing. Uh, so the insurance commissioner has a lot of powers to to direct the insurance industry um, to attempt to behave themselves and to be rational and to prove up in his own powers. Why are why are they denying? Uh, uh, why did they, you know, 
right now, if you need a rate increase, and I think you mentioned it earlier, the insurance commissioner can go ahead and say, I'll raise the rates. You just have to come in and prove it. All you have to do is ask. And then if you prove that you need these these rates, I think the, the, the approval rates are at about 98%. Uh, for insurance industry for gaining their their under Prop 103 for getting the the rate increases they need, um, so the insurance industry the insurance commissioner can do a lot to re- and he saw Jim Dunlight say if you can't non you can't non renew if there's been a wildfire you can't non renew if somebody's current on their payments there are, there are ways that the insurance commissioner can can step in and do uh, protect the the consumers now. The great fear is that the insurance industry may sue them over it, just to be to behave rational. So what? Let them sue. Let them try to explain why they, they are doing uh, harm to the people of the state of California when they've been making so much money over the last decades or so. So and that, that's, a, that's, it's, that's what Monday's hearing is all about, right? It's about yeah, I think so, yeah. What new regulations, what new rules can the commissioner write to uh, basically force the companies to price people better? Uh, if they harden their homes, what what new rules can the commissioner write to guarantee that the companies are getting uh, their increases as quickly as they need them? What kind of rules can the commissioner write to make sure that uh, people who are doing what they can to keep their homes up have a fair policy that, that they can afford and that covers what they need? Right. The insurance industry, what they want, and we found out with that daily bill, which is they don't want anybody to tell them what they should charge people. They don't want to disclose any of the reasons why they're raising rates, and they don't want to disclose why why they're denying people coverage. They want to operate in a vacuum and do exactly what they wish, like they do in Florida. And pass on the cost of reinsurance, which is a really um, uh, difficult to understand market. Uh, They they reinsure with one of their subsidiaries, and they try to charge you more. The commissioner is not allowing them to do that. So we've got some tools, but we've got to, we've got to step this up. So you're going to be at the hearing, Mike. Uh, Consumer Watch is going to be represented. We appreciate it. We appreciate all you're doing on this issue. And hopefully when we get into 2021, uh, we're going to have better rules to protect consumers. And hopefully the legislature is going to take you up on that offer and <laughs> guarantee issue for everyone who wants a homeowner insurance uh, plan. And they're going to get it if they harden their homes because these companies will say they're going to leave the state, but there's no way they're going to leave this big a market, is there? Not a chance. Never have, never will. So we just need to be tough. The, the companies just need to be uh, held to account. And the legislature needs to stand up to them. And with uh, the help of everyone uh, who's supportive of Consumer Watchdog, we're going to make them do it next year. So thanks for being with us, Mike, and breaking this down. Um, you've been listening to the Rage for Justice Report. Uh, the podcast from Consumer Watchdog, where every week we expose, confront, and change. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, in the App Store, on Stitcher. Please join us every week. Thanks for listening.